Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to talk about Will Thomas or known now as Leah Thomas. And we're going to discuss the Christian view. I have tried diligently to stay out of this, but it seems like uh, I don't, uh, well, apparently I can't stay out of this. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we're going to get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time. Father, thank you for this day. I pray, Father, I pray that you would work in the hearts of all of us that are listening. Father, that you would also work in the hearts of those that are not listening, that have not heard this podcast, but Lord, that their hearts would be settled on you. Lord, I pray today, Father, that you would give me the words to say, that they would be words of wisdom, compassion, empathy, Father, all that is needed so that we have a clear understanding of your word without losing the heart for man. Lord, we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome to According to John. My name is John Westfall. I am your host. First off, I want to start by saying I'm doing this podcast because I think that Christians are losing sight of truth, of the word of God, and the fact that no matter how hard it is, we have to stand with God. We cannot violate scriptures as Christians. So my goal here is not to be hateful. My goal is not to bash on anyone. My goal is... My goal is to give what the Christian view should be according to scripture and to understand that even if we have loved ones and I, and I get it. And that's what I think started all of this. I have a friend of mine who made a post that supported, uh, Will Thomas and his activity of swimming in a woman's competition. And I responded with, I don't agree with it. I think it's wrong. I think men competing in women's sports um, does way more harm than good. It, you have men breaking women's records, and women women are not going to be able to break these records. They haven't for for years. These champions that have held the records have held them for a long time, and then you have men coming into women's weightlifting, and they're their first pull, the, the guy lifted more than a woman could even get to on her best day. And so now there's a record set that a woman can never accomplish. And I think that it defeats the woman. And I think that it causes despair in the hearts of these women that are trying so hard to be the best in competition with the women that they're competing against. And then a man comes in and he's dominating. And yet the media says there's no difference between the man and the woman. And, and there is. And I'm struggling with that because now you have these young girls who will never be able to have their dream of holding a world record in a woman's competition because the men have, they have dominated it. They've, they've crushed the record that a woman just physically cannot meet. And this isn't a slam on women because I think women are amazing. 
But it's just a fact that men can, men are physically stronger than women. It's a fact that cannot be argued, even though there are these crazy attempts. So I, I put my position out there and I wanted to defend the women because I think that it really is a violation against women. I think it is harmful against women. I think that it discourages women. And it's like they want to be number one in their sport, but now how can they? And I know some will say, well, they just need to work harder, but that's not fair. That's really not, you got to work harder to beat a man now. It, it, it actually angers me. And so I posted this on Facebook in a response to a, a friend of mine's post that was supporting Will Thomas. And, and I know his name is Leah now, but I'm going to respectfully call him Will because it's a him. It's a man. Um, you can clearly see it's a man. He was born a man. And I'm not going to insult women by calling him a she. I'm not going to do it. So I post on there, and it was a gracious post. There was no harm in this. There was no uh, malicious intent. There was no fighting words. It it was just simply stating that I can't agree with it and according to scripture, it's completely wrong. And this person is supposed to be a Christian. Now, I'm not judging them whether they are or they are not. What I'm going to say is that as a Christian, we cannot allow feelings and emotions to dominate scripture. We can't allow it. God doesn't allow it. And I understand that some of you listening have transgender children and you might be a transgender yourself listening. I, d I don't know. But here's what I do know. I know that God's word is truth. And he lays it out clearly. He says it's an abomination for a man to wear woman's clothing. And clearly, Will has and does wear women's clothing. To God, that's an abomination. And, and I'm not telling you my opinion. I'm telling you what the word of God says. And what kind of astounds me is people that used to be against homosexuality, against transgenderism, against uh, all of this stuff that's going on today is now supporting it. And, and Christians alike are supporting it. And the reason they support it is because they have a loved one and, and they don't want the loved one to feel hated. And in this situation that I'm talking about where I made the response to my friend, their child had attempted suicide. And so the mom decided to be inclusive instead of exclusive and decided to support her child. And, and I'm going to say this, it's fair 
It is fair to want to support your child. It is fair to want to support your loved one. It is fair to get behind them. It is fair to wrap your arms around them and tell them that you love them. It is fair to do that. But it's not right to publicly support what God is against. And I think that's where the problem comes in. You know, we have, we have children now, boys wanting to be girls, girls wanting to be boys. And we, we call it, uh, um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a gender dysphoria is what it's called. And then we have homosexuality, whether it be gay, lesbian, whatever it is. And, and that's a choice. God, God didn't make them that way because the Bible is very clear that that is sinful activity and it is wrong and it violates what God set up for man. It goes against nature, the Bible says, in Romans chapter one. And what I find real interesting is since gender dysphoria is a disease, it's a mental disease, and homosexuality is a, is a sexual choice that goes against nature, what I find interesting is People will violate scriptures, walk away from God, and even support what they don't agree with in the name of a loved one. But you would never do that when it comes to alcoholism or drugs or adultery and divorce and all of that. You, you would never promote that. You would never get up and start justifying a drug addict being right and having his choice in doing this and you wouldn't stand up publicly and you wouldn't promote it. And the news would never promote it that this, this is a way of life and we need to grab hold of it and support it. And then you have pedophilia who would support adults having sex with children. See, that's a mental disorder. You wouldn't support that. If your child was a pedophile, no more than you would support and advertise that being drunk is good and doing drugs is good and, and get behind it and try to convince the world to accept it. You wouldn't do that. Well, I hope you wouldn't do that. But when we get so emotionally involved because our child will get angry with us or because our child will call us hateful or because the world will call us hateful for not accepting all of these dysphorias and these mental um, malfunctions. I don't, I don't really know what else to call it. You wouldn't do that when it came to alcohol and drugs, but yet that's what you do because your loved one, you're, you do this out of, I get it out of love or out of fear that you're going to hurt their feelings or fear of rejection. Uh, you know, usually when we go against God, it's because of selfish reasons. And so I'm thinking that most people are going against God. Uh, and, and I'm talking Christians are going against God and supporting this lifestyle. They'll call themselves a Christian, but they support what God hates for selfish reasons. Now, now we do it and we say we do it because we love our children and, and we're not going to, we're not going to, cast our children out. And I'm not telling you to cast your child out. I'm telling you to love your child, uh, love on your child, but not at the risk of sacrificing 
your love for God. Because the truth is, you're going to give an answer for that. And your child's going to give an answer for their actions. And you as the parent will give an answer to God for your actions. And I know, I know people will say, you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. And rest assured, God will judge you. The scriptures say that you will be judged for every word that you have spoken and every deed that you have done, whether good or bad. So as we're looking at this, what I want to do is I want to go through scripture. This is the real Christian view that I'm giving you. No emotions, no attachments except to God. No fear of anybody hating me. No fear of anybody rejecting me. I mean, that, that happens all the time. Like I said, I was, I was unfriended because of my stand on Scripture, and I was unfriended by a Christian who say, I love God. But when I put truth out there, their love for God diminishes in support of their child's sinful behavior. And it's wrong. So as we go through this, I'm going to put out some scripture and, and um, for you, for me, for everyone listening. And again, I'm not trying to violate and push away my listeners. But on the same side, according to John, has always, always stood on scripture, taught scripture in context, and answered questions. And stood where the Bible tells us to stand, and this one's not going to be any different. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that is my goal, is to give instruction in righteousness. It is not to promote hate, push hate, because I don't hate anyone. It is not to attack you or attack your child or attack your family member. That is not my goal. I have no desire to do that. My desire is to honor God and to bring glory to God and to bring understanding to this situation. And so it says, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And then 17, it says that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God gives us this scripture so that we can be complete and thoroughly equipped to handle every situation in life. And so today I'm going to give you scripture that hopefully will help you take a stand. James 4, 4 says, adulterers and adulteresses. These are the ones, children of God, if you will, Christians, that are choosing to go against God. And he says this, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity or war with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Here's what the passage says. When you choose to stand with the world, you are standing against God. You literally are creating war against God. That's what it's saying. And it says you adulterers and adulteresses, because the book of James is addressing the Christians. 
You adulterers, you men, and you adulteresses, you women. <laughs> Again, <laughs> male, female, go figure. Do you not know that friendship with the world is war with God? In Romans chapter 1, there's this long, it starts in verse 18, and it says that people know better because God has put the knowledge of him in every human being, and so they know better, right, or they know God. They don't. Uh, uh, they know God exists. They know, know the Trinity exists. And then he goes on and he talks about how the homosexual and the, the lesbian have walked away from God, and then he gives them over to their reprobate mind. He's like, hey, go do that, which is unnatural and sinful and evil. And then in verse 32, he wraps up this chapter, which I find really interesting that there's an entire chapter dedicated to homosexuality. But in verse 32, he wraps it up and says this, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve approve of those who practice them. God is going to hold you accountable for approving of this behavior if you choose to. God is going to hold you accountable of approving this and advertising it and putting it on Facebook that you approve it. And every time a Christian agrees with the world you just make it harder and harder and harder to win the lost for Jesus. You make it harder and harder and harder to bring those that are living in defiance of God to bring them to the throne of grace that they might be saved and spared from hell for eternity. You are making it much more difficult. Please stop. Please consider what you're doing. And, and here in 132, Romans 132, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Listen to, listen to what's going on here. God is not playing. This isn't a joke to God. And I know it's not a joke to you, but God has the authority. You and I don't. Proverbs 8.33 says this. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. I'm giving you instruction from the word of God, not John and not according to John, the podcast, but from the word of God. Please hear the instruction. Do not disdain it. In John 8, 47, Jesus starts weeding the people out. This is really a good litmus test for those of you who are listening. John 8, 47, Jesus says this. He who is of God hears God's words. Proverbs 8.33, remember, hear instruction and be wise. Here, Jesus says, whoever is of God, whoever is a Christian, whoever is a child of God, hears God's words. And then he, he makes this so clear. He goes on and he says, therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. So if you don't believe the scriptures and you're not believing what I'm telling you and you are going against the word of God as if it is not true, 
the Bible says you're not of God. Jesus specifically says you are not of God. Jesus goes on here in Luke eleven twenty three, and he says, he who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters. When you take a stand and you're supporting this, this gender dysphoria and you're supporting uh, Will Thomas and, and his desire to be a woman, you're not with Jesus. You're against him because he is against that. Now, I'm not telling you not to love these people. I'm not telling you not to, to, to try and help these people. What I'm telling you is you cannot support their sin because if we support these people's sin, whether they're homosexuals, lesbians, transgenders, whatever the dysphoria is, you're going against God, you're going against Jesus, and you're scattering you're scattering the lost and making it even more difficult for us to get them saved. Please stop. Luke eleven twenty eight goes on and says this from Jesus. But Jesus said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This isn't going to be easy. Man, I'm not even going to pretend like this is easy. I get it. And as a pastor, my job has become tenfold more complicated because I have to deal with this and I have to deal with families that are dealing with this. And how do, how do we help the family to, to understand that you show love and you show compassion toward their children or toward their loved ones who are going through this, but you can't support their sin. You can't put up on Facebook uh, that this is okay because it's not okay. And so blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And I'm telling you, today you're going to hear the word of God, and I pray that you keep it. 1 John 4, 4 through 6 says this. You are of God, little children. You are of God, Christian. That's, that's literally what he's saying. And have overcome them. Who are them? The world and the things of the world. Because he who is in you, the Holy Spirit, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He goes on in verse 5. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as the world, and the world hears them. See, as a Christian, if you speak as the world, the world hears you, and then they hate the rest of us if we stand on the word of God. You're doing incredible amounts of damage in the name of emotion, and you have to stop this. Love, love, love your child, love your family member, but not at the sacrifice of God and truth and the word of God and the church of God and the Christians that are trying to win these to the Lord. How can we tell them it's wrong when another Christian is telling them it's right? And then we look like the ones that hate. We look like the ones that have the problem. We look like the biggest. We look like the ones that are out of touch with reality. 
If you speak as the world, the world hears you. Verse six goes on and says, we are of God. The Christian is of God. If you know Jesus Christ as your savior, you are of God. And so verse six, John says, we are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. If you have no conviction, when you stand up and support the world, you have to ask yourself if you're a child of God. Because according to the scriptures, that's how you know the difference. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, and I'm reading verses, and if you don't agree with what I'm saying, then you're not of God. Because I'm I'm reading what the word of God says. Proverbs 28, 9. One who turns away his ear from hearing the law or the word of God says this, and this is powerful. Even his prayer is an abomination. For the person who turns away from hearing the word of God, God finds your prayers as an abomination. He turns his ears from you. This is probably one of the most sensitive podcasts I've ever done. And I've not come into this lightly. I have been praying about it, diligently trying to avoid it because I realize what's going to come my way. But so be it. I'd rather people be mad at me than God be mad at me. And that includes my loved ones. It's real interesting because some of you might think, oh, Pastor John or John, you, you, you don't know what this is like. You don't have anybody. You've not felt the effects of this. Well, that's not true. I've got family members who quit talking to me, completely quit talking to me, haven't talked to me in years because their child is practicing same-sex relationships and I disagreed with it and I voiced it with scripture in a loving way. And then I was hated and blocked and yeah, the multitude of my family has done that. So I promise you, I, I feel this as much as you do. As a pastor, families leave the church because I won't agree with them supporting their child in sin. I can't do that. And so those that I love walk out because they're thinking I'm hateful and I'm not. I just have to, listen, I have to choose this day whom I'm going to serve. And you're going to have to choose this day whom you're going to serve. And both of us, all of us will answer for the choice that we made. I want to go before the throne. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. It's not going to be easy because that means we're going to have to make hard decisions to hear those words. That means it's going to look like we've went against people because we have. They want the way of the world and we can't go the way of the world. In Proverbs 28, 9 One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer 
is an abomination. It goes on in verse 10. Whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit good. You're going to fall into a pit supporting this sinful lifestyle. And I know some of you are like, I don't know what to do. And your frustration is over the top because your loved one, listen, your loved one very well may have been one of them that has tried to commit suicide. Oh my goodness. I, I've not walked in those shoes, so I can only imagine. I don't even know what to say for you except for you cannot let go of the hand of God and grab hold of the hand of the world in that process. I'm not being hateful. I'm just telling you, God says you can't turn from him and join the world. Those aren't words you want to hear, but that's reality with God. Acts 5.29. Peter and the other apostles, they've, They've been thrown in jail. They're about to be released because they're preaching the word of God and they're attacked and they're threatened. And they're told, you go out and you be silent. We'll let you go. They're being threatened. And then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, and this is in Acts 5, 29. We ought to obey God rather than men. See, even at the risk of their freedom, at the risk of being thrown in jail, at the risk of being beaten, at the risk of losing everything they owned, they had to make a hard decision. And they said, we're going to obey God, not man. We're going to do what God asks us to do, not what men are begging for us to do. And we're not going to let situations and pressures force us to walk away from God. And so in essence, Peter and the apostles are telling them, man, you do what you got to do because we are not going against God. And honestly, that's where we are as Christians. We have to make this decision. Nobody says it's going to be easy. And nobody says that it's not going to hurt. And I'm not telling you that you're not going to weep tears. And that you're not going to be heartbroken. And you're not going to be sad. And you're not going to be frustrated. You're not going to be angry. I'm not going to tell. I'm not telling you you're not going to feel all these emotions because you will. But you still have to choose who you're going to serve. And the scriptures clearly tell us if you choose the world, you've made war with God. Joshua 24, 15. And I will tell you, in Joshua 24, 15, he says this. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods, the little g gods, which your father served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's interesting because the people go on and say, so the people answered and said, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It goes on in 17 and says, for the Lord our God is he who brought us 
and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And then it goes on. And God's delivered you and God's delivered me. If, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, far be it from us to allow the people we pass to take us away and serve other gods. And if you choose your child over God, then your child becomes your God. And I know this sounds harsh, but it is not. We have to choose this day. And your choice tells you who your God is. I do want to leave you with this verse because people say, well, the Bible doesn't say this or you're bigot or you're hateful. As I was researching this and praying and studying and going through, I found a very interesting verse. And this is for those who still want to argue that it's okay for Will Thomas as a man to compete in women's sports. It's not right. It's just not right. And I have a verse for you. 2 Timothy 2.5 says this, And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. 2 Timothy 2.5, let me read that to you again. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. And the rules are it's women's swimming, women's weightlifting. It is women's sports. And a man cannot compete in women's sports. That goes against the rules. And so according to Scripture, Will Thomas shall not be crowned any winner in women's sports, for he is a man. 2 Timothy 2.7 says this, and I will be done. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Guys, I hope this has helped you. Please understand, this, this podcast is not out of hate. It's out of love, and it's out of love for my God. And I pray that you find God, you see God, and I pray if you're a Christian, you stand with God and not the world. I really hope this has helped you. And until next time, God bless.